people that are in the hospitality business, you can be facing some of those difficult situations. But if you're if you're all in on that, you're you're looking at that as a challenge. How do I how do I flip the script on this? How do I turn this around? Most people are not equipped to understand the seemingly endless facets of an HOA. That's why we're here, to help you become uncommonly prepared to serve your HOA. Whether you're a board member or a manager, join us in the Uncommon Area. Welcome to the Uncommon Area. I am Matthew Holbrook, and this episode is going to be about hospitality services and homeowners associations. And here to talk about that with us today is Kevin White. Kevin has an extensive background with hotel management, and you've even been involved in opening hotels, um, and then made the transition into this HOA world, and specifically within high rises. So welcome. Glad that you can be part of this episode. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. Um, well, I guess to start off with, we're we're talking about hospitality in this particular episode. What does that even mean? Like, what do we what do we mean when we say hospitality? Hospitality. When I think of it, the first word that comes to mind is friendliness. Right. Okay. Um, someone who's hospitable must be friendly. Um, they must be welcoming. But to me, hospitality is the feeling that you get when you have an interaction with someone or when a service is provided. So you have the service itself, which is, you know, someone carries out a request, but how does that request feel when it's carried out? Yeah, yeah. So it's a lot about the experience of the person who is being shown hospitality. Definitely, yeah. So it's, you know, it's intangible. So you, yeah. can't, you can't touch hospitality, but, but you feel it. It's a feeling inside. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't, I don't know if you actually uh, would know this, but the root of the word hospitality, I'm like into word studies <laughs> and the root actually means stranger love, okay. like the love of strangers. Um, and so it's just showing that type of care and attention to somebody that, you know, isn't your friend or isn't your family. And, and so when we talk about doing that in the service industry, it's, it's just showing that care for somebody. So, Definitely. Um, so translate that into the HOA world. Um, how, how does that, how does hospitality fit into homeowners associations? Definitely. Um, so, you know, it's, it's complex, right? Yeah. Um, because traditionally hospitality, you're caring for someone who is visiting your home, yeah. visiting your restaurant, visiting your hotel. But in the sense of HOA management, we are in their home. Yeah. It's taking that stranger part out, right? And it's <laughs> exactly. become somebody that you become, you start to, to know. Definitely. So now we are kind of the stranger in your home, right. um, providing a service. So what we are there for in hospitality HOA is, you know, a lifestyle and spirits, um, especially in a high rise people are there for, you know, connections, right? They want these connections. Um, they want convenience, yeah. right? They want the feel of community. Um, mm. So we're kind of that, that link. Yeah. Right. Uh, and we're there to help provide that experience um, that they are there for in the high rise environment in yeah. particular. When you're coming to uh, a high rise condominium, um, it seems that that living experience is almost like not quite, but almost like living in a hotel. And that's kind of the expectation that people want in that experience. Very much so. When I when I train my team in orientation, I tell them especially those who have worked in hotel, it's like an extended stay. Yeah. A very, very extended stay hotel and they don't check out. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. So yeah, that's ex exactly, uh, 
uh, kind of the dynamic there. Um, are there any other differences that you've noticed just between providing hospitality services in a hotel versus now in an, in an HOA? I think one of my biggest challenges when coming to HOA management from hotel is living within the rules and regulation of the community. You know, yeah. in hospitality, it's yes to everything, yeah. right? But in HOA, you have to live within the CCNRs of the community, and you can't just say yes. You have to say maybe um, let me check with the board and let me go through the proper channels to make sure I can help you with that. Yeah, and even uh, learning the uh, the right language to be able to respond Definitely. to somebody is uh, is a hard part of that equation. Absolutely, yeah. So um, when you uh, when you think about someone who stands out in giving hospitality service, um, what are some of the the characteristics? What are the traits? What does that look like with somebody who does that well? Definitely someone who's empathetic, um, can put themselves in the resident shoes, in the guest shoes, and create that tailored experience, especially. Um, the market I am in, in Los Angeles, um, it's all about tailored. It's all about convenience. Um, so someone who really gets it, someone who wants to provide service, um, someone who wants to do great and puts the effort for it. Yeah. And so what that kind of brings about in my mind is the, uh, the age old question of nurture versus nature. Um, is somebody who is good at hospitality services, is that something that they're just kind of born with and then you refine it over time or can good hospitality service be taught to anyone? How do you think about that? Definitely. That's a very good question. And a funny story yeah. is, um, when I was studying for my master's, um, that was going to be my thesis project was, like an interesting can topic. you, train for hospitality, great hospitality, or is it innate within the person? Um, I did not end up going with that because I could not find a definite answer okay. in my research. Um, but in my opinion, it's a little bit of both, right? So I am not going to be a Royal Winnell mathematician, yeah. right? There's also mathematicians out there that are not going to be great service providers. right? So it does take the person itself, but with a little bit of effort, and with a bit of leadership and the right training, I do believe someone can provide great service. Yeah. Uh, whether or not it comes natural and yeah. they might have to put on an act yeah. a little bit, I believe yeah. it can be taught if someone's willing to learn it. Yeah, there's that, uh, that genuine warmth that some people are just very good at, at communicating. Right. And um, others that might not come as naturally. Definitely. So, um, now, that's, that's really interesting. Um, well, I'm curious also about, are there certain things as you think about hospitality, specifically in the context of, a, of an HOA, are there certain um, uh, aspects of hospitality that you would say these should be true always? And then there are other things that maybe you might train to uh, and on a more customized level based on a particular building or, or location. Absolutely. Um, you have your, your constants, which like I mentioned, friendliness, welcoming, being helpful, um, being attentive, but then you have, you know, the nuances of, we have buildings that are right across from each other. Some of them are connected to each other. They share a parking lot, but very different. And it really, it comes down to tailoring to what the client wants really. And that is true. Hospitality is, sure. you know, one community might let food deliveries go up and they don't want to be bothered. The mm -hmm. community across the street, they want everyone stopped and those deliveries stop at the front desk. And it's just the nuances of, you know, getting to learn that and providing for our, for the residents and for the client. 
Yeah, I feel like uh, sometimes it's hard to grasp that good service doesn't always look the same. Right. Um, you know, we have, uh, I know communities that we manage that um, uh, are very upscale, but they're going to have more of kind of a beach vibe or a little bit more laid back. And there's other communities that are very much kind of that that white glove, exactly. more formal and everything in between and lots of variations. And exactly. so if you really are genuinely caring about the people you're serving, you're going to want to deliver the service that's in line with kind of the culture and, and expectations of that building. Definitely. It's, it's kind of like going back to hotel, you know, you have brands, but within those brands, there's different variations, right? Yeah. But they all have their standards of the hospitality that's expected. And then there's just different levels of it, depending on the brand that you stay at. Yeah. So do you think the hospitality impacts the culture of a community or does the community um, culture impact how we do the hospitality, which, which is the more important aspect? I answer both a lot yeah. <laughs> and it depends. Those are my two favorite answers. Uh, I'm going to go with both. You know, like I mentioned, we have standards, right? Smile, make eye contact, greet everyone, come to attention. Those are going to be the standards of any community across the board. Uh, but within those communities, you know, kids these days are saying vibe, right? So, yeah, <laughs> so, there's, a, right. so there's a different vibe each sure. community has and a different feeling when you walk into it. You know, it's everything is as small as the the smell when you enter. You know, certain communities have a certain smell as soon as you walk into the lobby. Um, so there's definitely differences between you know, the, the community and the service that's expected and then the service that's provided. Like you mentioned, a beach city, it's going to feel very different from a city downtown. Right. Yeah. You mentioned smell. Um, uh, a lot of associations actually, they pay to pump certain smells into their, yeah. into their lobby or into their common areas. And that's part of their identity and the overall experience. Definitely. Yeah. You mentioned come to attention. Um, uh, as part of one of those standards, that's always going to be true. But what that come to attention is might be different from building to building, right? Precisely. So what do you mean by by come to attention? We have some buildings where the front desk is required to stand. Mm -hmm. Whenever someone walks by, front desk will stand and greet whoever it is, whether they're walking outside to walk the dog or they're actually coming to visit the front desk for you know some type of service. There's other buildings where you know they aren't required to stand. The residents actually don't necessarily want the front desk to stand because it might be a little yeah. awkward. Yeah. Um, but coming to intention is stop what you're doing, acknowledge that person and be ready to assist is what come to attention really is. Yeah. I was, uh, I was actually in a building recently where there was a new person at the front desk in that building, but they had been at one of our other buildings previously mm -hmm. and at the other building, uh, it was the standard that you would stand and greet somebody when they came into the lobby. Well, they came to this building, the board didn't want them to right. stand, but then they found it at first a little bit of a hard habit to break <laughs> because they <laughs> were so used to doing that. So um, that is important to understand those those differences between between buildings and again, what's going to deliver the the overall experience that's important to that building. So. Um, to do that, it requires getting a lot of feedback, both kind of upfront and then on an ongoing basis to make sure that we're delivering um, on that experience. Um, what are ways that you that you gather that feedback and be able to cultivate the right the right delivery of the service? Definitely, uh, feedback is crucial. Uh, it's a measurement of how well you're doing. If you don't get feedback, you don't know 
where you can improve, if you need to improve, um, and if you're doing a great job or if you could do a little bit better job, which I believe everyone can always do a little bit better. Um, I think the key is observing interactions, um, which is something I do part of my job. I go to our buildings, I observe interactions between our residents and our team members, and I give them the feedback. This is what you did very well. This is an area you could do a little bit better upon. Um, and I think it's key. Uh, and then just to follow up, following up with that, you know, if it's an area that's challenging, hammer it in. We have uh, one team member in particular, and she would always say, no problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, no problem. Right. right. And I, I kept telling her, I would go time and time again. And finally, probably after about six months of me going back, right. she is now saying, you know, absolutely, of course, anything but no problem. So yeah. it's good to see, you know, that transition happen. Yeah, that's part of the the um, development of culture is just having the right language that's communicating in the right way. Absolutely. Uh, what we want to deliver. Um, what are the most common things that you would observe that if, if you saw someone that is performing maybe at a three-star level and that they need to move from three stars to five-star service, um, what, are, what are the most common areas that, that people need to improve on and then can make those adjustments? I think the biggest thing between a three and a four or a four and a five, three and a five is anticipating the needs of the resident, uh, anticipating the needs of the client. You know, what is that other thing, that other service we could provide that they didn't come down for? Uh, Whether it's, you know, they have a package and it's a heavy package. Don't just offer them a belt cart, offer to put it on the cart for them, offer to walk them to the elevator allow them to, you know, get to the elevator easily or whatever that might be. Yeah, that anticipation really comes back to this others orientedness. Right. If if somebody is just very self-focused, they're going to be just, how do I check the box and just get through my day? Most definitely. Somebody who is others oriented is going to be looking for those types of things and able to to anticipate how they might meet somebody's need. I think it really Uh, goes back to, like I said in the beginning, connections having that connection with that person. And like you said, not just doing your job, but being there to serve. Yeah. Yeah. Um, outside of the hotel industry or specific hospitality, are there any other types of backgrounds that prepare somebody well for entering into the hospitality realm? As far as uh, preparing someone for hospitality, like I mentioned in the beginning, anything where you're caring for people really is hospitality whether that is in a hospital, yeah. right? Whether that is military, military prepares you for caring for people. Um, anything, just service-oriented positions. Um, yeah. The restaurant industry, even even something, you know, Walmart, a greeter at Walmart. I've recruited people who are greeters at Walmart and I got them up to our level of expectation, but they yeah. had that baseline hospitality in them. Yeah, I know that... Um, in Los Angeles, we have a fair number of, of people that fill those roles that are actually from like um, uh, aspiring actors or people in the in the entertainment field. Um, and those are people that are, are learning to use, you know, their emotions and how they interact in certain ways to communicate a certain message. And uh, I don't know, does, does that seem to translate well? Um, again, I think it goes back to that nature versus nurture. Um, some people have it innate in them. And, you know, you could get them to where you want to be. Um, those particular group of people, maybe they're faking it till they make it <laughs> and acting a little bit, which sometimes, you know, is 
what it takes to yeah. get through to get through a shift sometimes. Yeah. So when you think about uh, the importance of hospitality and HOAs, we're kind of talking a lot here about what we might say front desk or lobby attendance, those types of positions. Um, are there other positions within a, a high rise building that you think are really important to be well-trained in hospitality service? Absolutely. Anywhere, anywhere where you're dealing with, with the residents, dealing with the people, whether that's art maintenance professionals, um, they come across our residents all the time. The manager themselves um, definitely come across, you know, the residents, the managers have to deal with the front desk teams themselves and their teams throughout. So that's another, you know, the internal customer per se, which is another level of hospitality as well. So yeah. anyone where, you know, you come across people yeah. and you're dealing with people. When you do your training on hospitality, do you do a lot of role playing? Do you put people in positions where they have to actually like act out a certain scenario? I do role playing. I, I play games. Um, you know, one of the games that I play is do say versus do not say. So instead of no problem, what could you say instead? Sure. So that's one of the games that I play and I do do the role playing. You know, someone will be the resident coming down to get a package or, you know, maybe they have a leak. And how do you do this? And how do you do this? empathetically yeah. and, you know, make them walk away with a smile. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you've been doing this for a while and in, in hotels and now in HOAs. Um, what do you enjoy about hospitality service? Mostly, you know, in my current position, I really enjoy the trainings and the joy is seeing someone use what I trained them on in action. Yeah. Um, that it almost makes me want to tear a little bit, <laughs> <laughs> well, but when you, when you see someone go from that three star to a five star and then they keep it at a five star, that really is, is one of the biggest joys. Yeah. Yeah. Well, even your answer, I think is kind of speaking a little bit to your nurture versus nature. Like you say, it, you know, it makes you even want to tear a little bit <laughs> because you like, you genuinely care about making a difference in people's lives right. and serving them in a way that makes a difference. And when you see somebody else learn how to do that well, um, obviously that's very gratifying to you. You, you ultimately, you can't do well in hospitality long-term unless you're passionate about making a difference in people's lives. Definitely. Is that a fair thing to say? Absolutely. Um, anything else that people should know about hospitality service and HOAs? Um, you know, it's really about going that extra step. Um, especially the way things are going, you know, hospitality, traditional sense, it's dealing with people, but I find we're dealing with people a little less nowadays. Um, no, you no longer have to go out to the restaurant to eat. You can have it delivered to your door. So you lose that interaction with the hosts. You lose that interaction yeah. with the servers. Um, you lose that interaction of the plating of the meal, all those things that go into hospitality. So it's really, how do we continue that in a world where we're kind of going away from yeah. hospitality. So it's finding those ways yeah. to, to take that extra step. And even there's, it would seem that in today's world, there's a little bit more of a requirement to be uh, a bit more bulletproof. Mm -hmm. um, I think I've commented on other episodes just about the seemingly uh, seeming decrease in civility in our culture uh, as a whole. And um, I know that sometimes people that are in the hospitality business you can be facing some of those difficult situations, but if you're, if you're, if you're all in on that, you're, you're looking at that as a challenge. How do I, how do I flip the script on this? How do I turn this around and from kind of a negative to a positive situation? Right. Definitely. You know, there's an age of saying kill them with kindness, yeah. right? Which never, never really goes away. Yeah. Um, it's, it might look a little different, 
you know, find a way to turn up frown upside, frown upside down. down. Yeah. <laughs> if you will. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Well, Kevin, thank you so much for being part of this episode. Uh, hospitality is such an important part of uh, the, the overall service, especially to the, to the high-rise buildings. So really appreciate what you do and for uh, sharing with uh, those that are watching and listening to this episode. So I hope that you found this to be helpful, and I would encourage you to look for other episodes of The Uncommon Area. <laughs>